we are bringing you a conversation now about the concept um, of a legacy brought to you by Investec. And I want to ask you, what does legacy mean for you? I know that the term can feel daunting to many people, right? It means different things to each of us. Normally, the first thing that probably comes to your mind is, oh, it's the car, the property that has been left to someone in the will. But that's not all there is to to legacy, right? When you're leaving behind a legacy, uh, it could be the impact that will last long after you die. It can be something material or immaterial. It can be a family tradition. Um, it can be different things uh, to different people. And and often people hear the legacy and they're so scared because they think it's like the big things that have got to be achieved. And some people think, oh, it's too late to think about my legacy because I don't I am 50 or it's too early to start. So I want us to have a discussion about this concept of a legacy, what it means to you, and how are you thinking about legacy? What legacy do you want to leave for your family, for your world, for your community? And I've got a number of guests in studio who come from different backgrounds, who come from different fields and lived experiences, and they will be sharing with us what legacy means for them. So let's say hello to them, Aisha. Uh, Aisha Pando, who is a co-founder and CEO of Sweep South. Thank you, Aisha, for coming through. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Clement. Uh, we've got Melvin Lubecha, who is uh, the director of Go One. Thank you for coming through. Glad to be here. And we've got Terry Peto, actress, producer, and casting director. Terry, thank you for also coming through. Thank you for having me. And later on, we'll be bringing in Dr. Hanan Bushkin, who is a counseling psychologist. And I'd like you to join the conversation as well. Right. Um, what does it mean? Right. That concept of a legacy to you. I'll be taking your voice notes and your calls during the course of our conversation. So, Aisha, did, did you grow up at home with someone's legacy? I did, Clement. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I grew up with probably quite a, a um, I guess, heavy ancestral legacy. I, yeah. I grew up in a, in a house where my parents, grandparents and great-grandparents were all anti-apartheid activists. Um, and so the, the sort of what, what they infused in us was this idea of um, service and being of service and making a positive impact. Um, for them, it was political. I think for me, not, not necessarily. Um, but definitely, you know, this idea of um, leaving the world better than it was when you came into it. Yeah, and I guess that's what you've incorporated in what you do with Sweep South. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's and, and again, you know, I, I feel like it's not, it's not as sort of political, but for yeah. me, it's really about um, for the women who, who find work through our platform, mm, um, mm. about enabling employment, um, addressing, you know, unemployment, underemployment, um, access to, you know, the rights that, that the rest of the population has. So, so that's really important. And I think I also think about my role as, you know, a mom and as a woman. And so it's particularly important to me that we're trying to mm. facilitate these things with women. Yeah. And Melvin, at what point did you start thinking about your legacy? It's an interesting one because speaking to Aisha's point, my mother says I'm the last born so far. And yeah. so having an older brother, I was always in his shadow because he's taller than me physically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's taller than you. <laughs> he ate all the vegetables, clearly. <laughs> but what you realized was that for me, legacy was something which I actually reflected on more so when my father passed away when I was young, when mm -hmm. I was eight. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting where different parts of his life to pick up from the aunties, the uncles, my mother, my elder brother. And it's interesting because it's almost like legacy is the impact you have even when you're not there. Mm. And so for me, it's always been thinking through in that 
daily discipline of what legacy looks like. Like, and so for me, at that point in time when I was around eight, thinking through how can I, what I do daily, actually build a legacy? Because over time, I was no longer Alan's brother, and now I'm my person of my own right mm. because of what I've done on a daily basis since then. Yeah, fascinating. What does it mean for you, uh, Terry? Because I've also struggled with the concept of a legacy. As I said earlier, I used to think of it as something material. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got to be this big idea. Oh my God, they have to talk about me. There must be a foundation. But that's, that's not all there is to this concept of a legacy. What does it mean for you? I mean, I think um, growing up um, with a family that had very little means. Mm -hmm. uh, so already, you know, you're not going to inherit anything. Mm -hmm. You already know that you're not going to have, you know, um, a piece of land waiting for you. Uh, but I think the legacy that for me, uh, I would say, was uh, witnessing the strong women in our family, from mm -hmm. my grandmother, my mother. And I think that's a legacy that I, I appreciate and I still, you know, um, relate to up to this day. And also with the work that I've been doing over the years in my career and the success that I've achieved, um, it kind of changed as well. Yes, the foundation was um, mm. coming from, you know, strong black women who have absolutely nothing but are able to make the pots happen. Yeah. If you know yeah. what I mean. They, they did and the pots. They, they, they did the things. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, um, you know, achieving success with nothing. When you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. So mm. you just go for it. Mm. And realizing what that means. And one of the things that I um, remember having that aha moment was mm. um, one of the interviews that I saw Oprah's interview. And she was saying she thought her legacy was the school that she built. And Maya Angelou said to her, that's not your legacy. How you impact people is your mm. legacy, mm. Mm. Uh, whether in a good or bad way. Mm. And that changed the way I thought of legacy to this day. Oh, and I hope the impact idea. that I have yeah. uh, to everyone um, will leave a legacy that mm. I can be part of. How do you think the platform that you have had has, has helped you um, formulate and conceptualize that legacy and live it um, as well? The, the different platforms you have through your work. I mean, as a storyteller, you have, um, you know, opportunity to, you know, shape uh, any narrative that you want. Mm. And you have a platform to influence as well. And, mm. uh, and what I've done uh, was to always be honest about where I come from and who I am. Because I knew in doing that, I'm giving so many kids an opportunity to also feel like I can be anything that I want to be. And I really hope that will be my true legacy one day. Yeah. Aisha... Often we put so much pressure on ourselves because mm -hmm. we we think, and I asked a friend this morning, what is your legacy? Um, mm -hmm. And he's like, I haven't started thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And then my first reaction was, huh? <laughs> and then we, then we reflected and I was like, but, but that's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. We put so much pressure on people mm -hmm. to say, um, you are 35, you should have thought about yeah. it as opposed to you still have a chance Absolutely. to think about it. Yeah. So how important is that idea of, of time and when to start so that someone listening to us who is 50, they don't think, ah, my time has passed. Yeah. But they know there's still an opportunity for you to build something. Yeah, so, you know, I think it, it can feel like a heavy word that's very loaded. Mm. Um, and um, it shouldn't be. Because again, to Terry's point, I completely, you know, I, I really feel that, that it's, some, it's about the impact that you leave on people and on, on the world. And if you think about it, through that lens, you really are creating a legacy, whether intentional or not, with everything that you do. Mm. Um, there's your legacy on the environment. There's your legacy on your family. 
there's your legacy uh, career-wise, um, you know, if you're part of any communities, religious communities, etc., you're going to have an impact. Hmm. And so um, I think it's definitely, it's not too late if you are 50 or 60 or 70 mm. because you are interacting with people and you still have the opportunity but it's also never too early mm. uh, to start thinking about it and teaching children you know I have three children and I try to encourage them to think about um, you know when you deal with your friends and as you go through the world and when you think about what you want to do um, how do you think about the impact that you're having and how you're serving mm. and you know you think about someone like Greta Thunberg who's you know 16 15 right. mm-hmm. and the impact that she's had so mm-hmm. age age really isn't it isn't it shouldn't be a factor mm-hmm. um but you know you're always you're always leaving an impression with people and even as a mom you know i think very few moms uh, reflect on how what is my children's experience of me we often think you know what does it feel like to be a mom it's hectic but actually what is my if you had to ask my kids in 30 years what was she like as a mother and how will you influence that today? I think it's a, it's a good exercise. Oh, I like that. Um, I like that looking at the future, but to think how are they going to say they've experienced me now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Melvin, let, let's talk about strategy and vision because the, the incredible thing about legacy is your own story to write, right? However way you want to write it. So how important is having a vision and saying, this is what I would want to achieve. This is the legacy I'd like to leave. Because when you've got that, mm-hmm then you know how to live and how to write that story. Yeah. And it's exactly that. I think it's the point around being intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and being intentional doesn't mean you have to have the right answer. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, when you're walking towards that particular direction, it's a step forward yeah. in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I think for me it's often, because legacy is interesting because it's one, both what you want your impact to be, but more importantly, how your impact is perceived. Mm-hmm. And so with legacy, it's an interesting one where depending, you know, you know, time will be the arbiter of most things in terms of you can be intentional about saying, I would like to build towards this particular goal. But the reality is that in a different lens, it may be viewed differently. And so I think it's important to have that true north for yourself because otherwise you may be waylaid because today this is in, therefore that is out. Mm-hmm. And so difficult, I think, as a parent mm-hmm. because what is right today will be wrong tomorrow. And I think that's why it almost comes on to what are the core principles, what are the core things about you mm-hmm. that you would like to leave in the world as you go forward. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, when you are young, it may be something as small as I want to be a head boy and that matures into I want to be a community leader and a pastor mm-hmm. in my church or a president. Mm-hmm. But I think that vein is still leadership and guiding others. Mm-hmm. And so I think the strategy is less about what it looks like, but more so what's the essence of that. That's so true, right, Tarek? Because, I mean, you are an internationally acclaimed actress. And I imagine when you were young, possibly or at some point, you wanted to be that kind of an actress. And it doesn't start with the position of, I was on the bold and the beautiful. But it's, (laughs) how did I use that, that Mm. influence and that platform to influence other people and to shape this legacy even more? So it doesn't stop with, I'm a head boy, mm-hmm. I'm this actress that I wanted to do, but how am I using that to yeah. influence that legacy? I mean, I think we can never be um, what we can't see or dream mm-hmm. of. Um, I was able to have the dreams that I had because I saw someone else before me. Um, I think of Lele Dukumalo for me, mm-hmm. has always been that leading lady that I looked up to uh, from the minute I saw her. I knew that actually I'd love to be that person one day. I'd love to be um, on the world stage one mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and once you, 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 you reach your goal, um, you realize that there's more mm-hmm. that you can still achieve. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just grateful that I've had the opportunity to not only dream about the things 
um, that, you know, seem crazy at the time when I was young, mm. uh, but also achieve and live and also be able to keep dreaming even today and never feel like, okay, um, I've achieved everything that I wanted to achieve. Mm. Now this is where it ends. And I think that's the beauty of um, of dreams. And I think legacy can also be something that, you know, uh, just because your legacy yesterday was this doesn't mean you can't change it and shape it. Mm. Uh, like what you know, like was saying, like you can, you know, it's not just how you impact people, but how people perceive you. So you have an opportunity to change and shape mm. the kind of legacy that you want to leave behind. 702 is in conversation with Investec, an award-winning international private bank and wealth manager. Let's walk the talk. We're discussing legacy. What does legacy mean for you? I've got Melvin in studio, Go One co-founder and director, Aisha Pando, co-founder and CEO of Sweep South, and Terry Peto, who is actress and film producer. And I'm taking your calls on 011-883-0702. So let's start with Tulani, who's calling us from Pretoria. Tulani, good morning. Good morning, and um, thank you so much for um, having this refreshing conversation. I think it's one that is very um, needed in today's life in South Africa with everything, you know, falling apart um, in our uh, um, SOEs, you know. So I I love the conversation. But my thing is that um, legacy isn't only about the riches, the wealth, the assets, you know. Mm. Um, These people that develop to this point, they've got a way of life and a legacy is your way of life, you know. It's your inability to give up or your persistence, your passion. And that's one thing when I'm listening to you guys, I hope that the viewers or the listeners can can understand that when you give over your legacy, giving over your your will, your spirit and how you do things, you know, it, it's, it's a passionate thing as well. You know, I was, I was, I was just uh, talking to my daughter the other day and um, we were running on the treadmill and, and, and she keeps on saying, we don't give up, we don't give up. That's what we always do. You know, that's also a legacy to a world that yeah. can pass over and hope mm. that we can do that with the next generation as well. Oh, fascinating stuff, Tulani. Uh, great contribution. Thanks to, uh, for calling Tulani in Pretoria. Um, and I suppose it's that concept of the, the myth around money um, as a legacy. And I like this classic practical example of like the daughter saying, don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the legacy that you've left as a father, that this is what I've taught you all along. Yeah. And, and the kids are picking up on those things. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that difference between, um, you know, giving someone fish and teaching them to fish or, you know, whatever mm. the, the analogy is. But it's, it's, you know, you would much rather say, how do I show you how to do this and to be a good person? I think that how is so important um, alongside, you know, the why, but, you know, how you do things, how mm. you engage with mm. people, how you treat people, the themes around, you know, whatever you do, doing it with courage and persistence and love and compassion and, and kindness. And, um, and, then, and then the other stuff will, will happen mm. as it needs to. Yeah. But I also do think it's important not to deprioritize the material things because, mm-hmm. you know, no one wants to leave their family in a situation that is insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No one wants to leave their children with a bad education. So I think, you know, I think, I think both are important. Yeah. And you must be intentional about it. And it's a way of life, uh, right? Tulani says, um, it's a way of life. So don't be like the politician who say this, but they act differently. <laughs> so even if you are intentional about it and, and you, it's your goal, but it must still be your way of life. You must live in accordance with that achievement 
with that goal, with that legacy you want to leave behind? Absolutely. Um, you you have to be intentional mm. before anything else. And um, to, to Aisha's point, um, I think we have an opportunity to um, live the world in a better place. Mm. Uh, just because your mother's legacy was of, you know, being in debt all the time doesn't mean you have to inherit that mm. uh, we need to teach our children uh, and, and and the young ones to be like okay you might this just because it's your family tradition doesn't have to be a legacy so yeah. maybe there's also that uh, mm. and certain things can be learned as we grow and certain things things can be changed as we grow yeah, yeah. i like that melvin because legacies and i mean they are negative legacies <laughs> right that's yeah. that's a reality yes i mean you don't sit and say oh i want to leave a negative legacy but the, the Sometimes we grow up in families, um, in societies where they're just negative legacies. Uh, but what Terry is raising is all important because that's an opportunity for us to learn from those legacies and do differently, yeah? Yes, and that's always the ambition. I think even as parents, you know, you always want to have your kids to have a better life than you did, as our parents did for us. Yeah. And I think that's why the beauty of, you think about the concept, so what is a legacy as a static point in time? But what is the process of shaping a legacy and building a legacy? And I think it's those... It's those steps and that process, and I think to the point about intentionality, just that daily discipline around that legacy, which ultimately when you look back, yes, one step in front of the other is just one step. You look back up to 10,000 steps and you've gone a very far place. And I think for me, it's that opportunity to shape that mm -hmm. and it's an opportunity to shape it every single day and mold it, um, irrespective of your starting point for that matter. Yeah, uh, I've got some WhatsApps that are coming through here. I'll be playing some voice notes shortly. Let me read. Uh, some of the tweets as well. Um, Mathodi says, uh, this is what Maya Angelou said. You have no idea what your legacy will be because your legacy is every life that you touch. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mathodi says, that's one thing um, that's come to my mind uh, listening to your discussion. And then Tatlejo on the SMS line says, I never thought of legacy like that before. Thank you guys. Interesting indeed. I will be more mindful to build my legacy um, with the best of intention, definitely to build more lasting impact for future generations. That's an SMS coming from Tashleho. In Conversation, the Legacy Dialogue is brought to you by Investec on 702. I'm in conversation with Melvin, uh, Aisha and Terry. We're talking about the legacy. They've been telling us what legacy means for them when they started thinking about it um, and how they decided right, on what their legacy will be. And we're interested in your views as well. Have you started to think about your legacy? I love what, what Investec is doing because it's forcing us to have conversation amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and to understand in a different way this concept of a legacy yeah. so that even when there's something that's been left at home, whether it's in a form of there's a thing that's been written, it's a recipe, mm -hmm. or we grew up seeing mom pray and believing in God and trusting God, but we're able to identify it as a legacy. So yeah. until we change our thinking of what the legacy is, we're going to be living with legacies and we're not grabbing onto them because... In our minds, that's not what a legacy looks like, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of like, how do you think outside of um, the blinkers when you, yeah. you think about what is in your environment mm. that, that could constitute a, a legacy? Um, and what do you find valuable yourself? Um, but I also think, you know, I was, in a, I was a little bit in two minds with that one. Yeah. Because I also grew up... Um, 
in an era where it, you know, you had parents saying things like, uh, my child is going to get a good education because it's the first time in South Africa when they can do that. And they're going to now become a doctor, a lawyer or a, mm. you know, whatever. Mm. And that's it. Or they have to go to this university because I wanted to go to that university and I never yeah. got the chance. So, so it's, it's, um, you know, it's, I suppose you've got to balance it between um, people also being able to discover themselves. Mm. What do I enjoy doing? What speaks to me, you know, inside and yeah. ignites my own sense of passion and joy and purpose. Yeah. And that might not be aligned with, you know, what your family did before you. Yeah. So important to differentiate between that, right? Because sometimes we get caught up in um, leaving and appreciating the legacy that's been left by our parents, our guardians, uh, whatever the case is, but it's not mm -hmm. really what we want to do. Like you're mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, but maybe your, your, your parents' legacy was we are, we are creating these platforms and making these resources available for you so that you're able to study to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. But that's not what you want to do. <laughs> no, it's so true. And it's interesting, third in the conversation today where you don't necessarily need to be a parent to leave a legacy. I mm. think the question's more so around the people that you impact and interact with mm. are your children mostly, but they're people outside of that. And it's an interesting conversation today, mm. but I think, look, so growing up in an African home where education is sacrosanct mm. and I'm considered the black sheep in my family because I'm the only non-doctor. Mm. And so to be a non-doctor mm. and then to be an entrepreneur, I'm already like mm. veering away from any sort of inheritance I may or may not get. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, but in the same vein, I think to the point yeah. Aisha made, it's about how do you be mindful of the inherent legacy that mm. may be imbued or thrust upon you, but yeah. in the same vein, also creating your own. And I think for me, when I thought about, for example, in our family, it's all been about education. So my parents, similar to yourself, didn't come from a wealthy background, but studied very, very hard and got scholarships. Mm. And so for me, the power of education and what had happened in my family and the role it unlocked for us as a family made me want to focus my education and my entrepreneurial abilities, building a world education company. And so for me, it's almost like, yes, I still value education, mm. but how I expressed that for myself was building an education technology company yes. as opposed to becoming a doctor or an academic, as an example. Yes. We, we got a, a voice note earlier from Reverend Matebula who says, uh, for him, it's what you live you live in your children and not necessarily what you li what you live for them, for what you leave for them. I mean, and, and I, I started thinking about how do we how would we ensure that even the material things that we've left for for those children how do we make sure that they are able to interact with whatever you've left for them because it's great to say um in the context of material things i've left them this and this and that but if you haven't taught them how to even interact with that how to treat what you've left them with then what's the purpose your legacy mm -hmm. is just going to dissipate mm -hmm. so how important is that just teaching not just we leave you with this, but here's how to deal with what we've left you with. Maybe it's more than just how to deal with mm. what we left you with, but um, giving um, whoever, let's say our children in this case, um, the right tools so that they know mm. also how to create their own legacy. Mm. Um, I mean, I think this is such a great you know conversation because as uh, every voice clip and every speaker here, um, you know, we're all learning. And um, I think more than anything, if we can give everyone the right tools so that we know that uh, mm. my mother's legacy was this. My mother was a great baker and she left these amazing recipes. But what she did was 
what she wanted to do and I can take the tools that mm. she taught me and had nothing to do with, you know, what she wanted to do, but create something that my children can also talk about mm. what my legacy was mm. or the people that I've impacted. So finding those tools so that we can have like um, a holistic life as well, yeah. not just focusing on this is what how it's done and this is what I'm supposed to do because yeah. I come from this kind of yeah. world or background or family. You can twist it around, right? <laughs> you can, that. yeah, you can, you can write your own legacy. Yeah. You can write your own chapter. Yeah. Express it in your own mm-hmm. way. Aisha, Melvin, Terry, thank you guys for coming through and sharing with us um, how you understand legacy and, and what legacy you want to leave for your community, your children and your world. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I want to bring in another guest now, Dr. Hanan Bushkin, who is a psychologist. Thank you for making time. I really appreciate it. So how do you understand legacy to mean for you? Well, first of all, legacy shouldn't be seen as this esoteric, unachievable, unreachable concept that's only available to certain cultures or races mm-hmm. or certain ages or social status. Legacy is available to everybody, everywhere. And not only is it your right, but it's actually your responsibility Mm -hmm. to choose what your vision and what you are living for. Because to Asia's point, whether you want to leave a legacy or you don't want to leave a legacy, you're going to leave a legacy. But it's about being intentional about what you're chasing, what you're striving to, that will make a difference between living a meaningful life mm-hmm. versus living a life that's quite empty. Mm. You know, going through life is tough. There are many challenges. And um, suffering is not suffering. Suffering is when you're suffering for no purpose, for no reason. When we suffer, think about it this way. Going to the gym is quite difficult. Mm. But when you go into the gym for a particular reason, then that makes the gym mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. but meaningful. You know, to, uh, to highlight the point, there's a guy by the name of Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was an Austrian Holocaust survivor. And he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. It's actually one of the most influential books of all time. Mm-hmm. It's a masterpiece. And he chronicles his experience in the camp and he witnessed something really interesting. He witnessed that a lot of physically strong men did not make it, emotionally crumbled. But yet mm-hmm. a lot of physically weak men thrived Mm. and he wondered how come and he found that the common denominator amongst the ones that thrived is that they had something to live for they couldn't wait to get back home they couldn't wait to see their families again they couldn't wait to tell their stories they couldn't wait to get justice they had something to live for which made, made their suffering doable my favorite quote of all time is if you're not the chess player of your life you're a pawn in someone else's. Mm. And if you're not living your life with intention, you will live your life to someone else's intention. Mm. If you don't serve your God, you will serve somebody else's God. Mm. And you know, and people say to me, but Hana, what if I don't want to serve any God? Well, then you'll get depressed. Mm. There's no option. There's no option B. You either serve your God, somebody else's God, or you get depressed. Wow. I like that. Um, what's then the role of uh, vision and strategy when you think about the goal because i mean i like the practical example you gave around going to the gym because you know it's hard you know when you're lifting those weights it's hard but if you've got a goal it makes it worth it right so how important is that 
strategy, like strategizing and saying, this is my vision, this is what I want to achieve, because then whatever obstacles, as this is life, you will face obstacles, whatever you face, it's still worth it, and you go through it knowing that there's a goal. Absolutely. So having a vision and a goal is probably the single most important thing that you can start with. And uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. Mm. If I phone you up and I say, Clement, I want to ask your advice. Mm. Should I take a car? Should I take a bus? Should I fly? Should I swim? Should I walk there? You in return going to say to me, um, where are you going? Where are you going? And if I, if I say to you, don't worry where I'm going, what has the most amount of value? Mm. You will say to me, I can't tell you. Goal first, mm. strategy second. Mm. Where I'm going first, how I'm going to get there second. So because if I'm going across the road, flying is ridiculous. And if I'm going across the country, swimming is ridiculous. Mm. But people don't want to set goals. And the reason why people don't want to set goals is because it's hard work. There's room for failure. Because once you set a goal, you might miss it. And setting goals requires you to be an adult and sacrifice. One major concept that has really uh, has inspired me is, as an adult is that once you choose a particular goal, you have to let go of something else. You have to sacrifice. Children don't want to sacrifice. Adults have to commit to a goal and therefore sacrifice. I can't be married and still be single. Mm. I can't go live in Cape Town and still enjoy Joburg. I can't want to lose weight and have the chocolate cake. Mm. And the difference between children and adults is children make decisions based on how they feel. So what feels good must be good and what feels bad must be bad. So mm. children, well, chocolate feels good, it must be good for me. And broccoli feels bad, it must be bad for me. Mm. Adults don't choose or make decisions based on how they feel. Adults make decisions on whether it services the goal. Mm. And if it services the goal, irrespective of how it feels, it's good for me. Mm. And if it doesn't service the goal, irrespective of how it feels, it's bad for me. So to your question, how important is vision and goal? It's the starting point. Because most people, as I said, they want to start with a strategy, but where are you going? Where are you heading to? Mm. You know, so as an analogy, if I'm heading to Cape Town, you know, so there's a lot of, con there's, a, there's, a, there's a big highlight on set boundaries, set boundaries for yourself. Know your place. Know, let other people know their place. But you'll never be able to set boundaries unless you have a goal. So the example, if I'm driving to Cape Town and somebody comes along and says to me, hey, can I ever live to Durban? The answer is no. Because I know where I'm going. But if I don't know where I'm going, and somebody mm. says, exactly. Yeah. Somebody says, hey, can I ever live to Durban? Sure. And suddenly I wake up 20 years later, yeah. and I was everywhere <laughs> for everyone else, yeah. but not for me. What do you say to people who, who, who are feeling pressured when we talk about this concept of, of, of a legacy? Because they feel the pressure to achieve and build something at speed. So they think when you talk about the legacy, oh, it's a goal and it must be achieved like at this time, as opposed to it's a way of life. Um, and it's not necessarily something that at this age uh, must be done. I've been getting some messages from listeners who say, I haven't started thinking about it. And some of them feel it's too late to even start thinking about their legacy when they're at their 40s, at their 50s. So that pressure, how do you take away the pressure of achieving something with speed and you think about the legacy as this goal has got to be achieved within this timeline. All right. So the reality is that it's never too early and it's never too late to think about your vision mm. and your goal. I have 96-year-old patients that start thinking about 
the legacy, the vision, the goals. And my seven-year-old son, I mm. uh, discuss with him what's his legacy. I don't use the word legacy, but I ask him, how can you make your day better that's got nothing to do with you? How do you live of service to someone else? What resonates with your spirit that makes you feel good when you help others? So it's never too late and never too early. But one of the most probably common terms that I use in my practice is blueprint and framework to your, to your question. You know, if, and I'll give you an analogy. If I give you a thousand piece puzzle to complete, mm. your first step would be probably corners and edges, right? And if I give you 2,000 pieces, what's your first strategy? Same thing. Mm. And if I give you 10,000 pieces, same thing. The framework stays the same. And the framework is what makes you feel in control whether you have 1,000 pieces in front of you or 100,000 pieces in front of you. People think resiliency is my internal ability to manage life. And my answer is no, 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 no. Resiliency is about do I have a framework, a blueprint, a method, a system that's more robust than the problem that's in front of me? Mm -hmm. Because that's where you can have somebody running, you know, a thousand pieces in front of them and they're feeling in control while somebody else has 10 pieces in front of them and they're falling apart. You can have a person running a company with 100,000 employees, they feel in control, somebody else running a company with two employees and they're falling apart. Because resiliency has got nothing to do with you or your intellect. It's got to do with do I have the framework, the method, the system, the manual to, that's more robust and more complex than the problem that's in front of me. Mm -hmm. You must understand life is like a Rubik's Cube. There's always issues, there's always a problem to solve. And when life is a two-by-two two Rubik's Cube, well, that's, it, and that's when you can wing it. You can get creative and figure it out. Mm. But suddenly when life becomes a three-by-three three Rubik's Cube or a four-by-four, four, have you ever tried doing a three-by-three three Rubik's Cube? Mm -mm. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. You'll feel frustrated. But when I give you the system, the manual, the formula, suddenly it's the system that takes on the pressure, not you. The formula takes on the stress, not you. So how do we stop uh, putting the pressure on ourselves, create a framework, a blueprint, mm. a system that's more robust than the problem that's in front of you based on your vision and your goal. Yeah. Uh, Clifford Chauke has sent us an SMS and says, um, for me, it is small, even undetectable habits that accumulate and create the quality and legacy of our lives. Your legacy is what you will be remembered by, what kind of person you were, and what did you do while you were here um, and not necessarily the money? And often, uh, Dr. Bushkin, we think about the big things, right? When we think about the legacy, um, what's the role of the small everyday actions when you think about that legacy and not just these, you know, grand things? It doesn't have to be grand at all. Hmm. It could be the traditions, the values. No, no, after this, I'm going to speak to my kids. I'm going to instill some footprints over there. It's the small stuff that are much more attainable than the big stuff, but it always starts with the small stuff. Mm. I always say the strategy has got to be specific. It's got to be realistic and it's got to be an action-based. It's simple things that you can achieve today. It's the next step forward that will lead you to the end of the race, which is your vision. Mm. But it's the small stuff that is achievable that resonates with your spirit that is important. Mm. So I don't want you to do anything that resonates with uh, you know, somebody else's spirit. You know, social media is a big thing. And unfortunately, we, we try to live a legacy according to what society or social media dictates. 
but I want to advise everybody to create your own vision outside of external influences, mm. things that resonate with who you are in your spirit. Mm. Wow. That's that's quite incredible. I got a voice note earlier from from a listener who says um, for him, it's also about what he leaves in his children and not necessarily just or only what he leaves for them. Because, sure, you may leave whatever you want to leave for them, but how do they even interact with that? How do they treat what you've left them with? Um, so sometimes we think about it outside of just our way of living. And yes, there's a goal, but what you want your legacy to be and what you live on an everyday basis, it's quite contrary to to what you want to achieve. So how aligned must that be, um, including even like just instilling in your children that way of life? So even when you are gone, they know how to interact and, and express that legacy that you've left for them. Legacy, again, it's very unique and very, very much an individual idea. For some people, it is material things. Mm. For other people, it's a spiritual thing. For other people, it's traditions. For other people, it's values. For other people, it's knowledge. You know, you're doing, you're leaving a leg. You are yourself leaving a legacy. You're leaving mm. a lot of knowledge. People are going to remember you in ways that you will never know how you've touched people's lives. Mm. But mm. that's your legacy. But it's got to be intentional. Again, if you are not very strategic and intentional about the legacy that you le- that you leave behind, then you will leave a legacy anyway. Mm. It is your responsibility to make a decision, an intentional decision, in terms of what kind of legacy you want to you want to live. Wake up every morning with intent. Don't allow yourself to wing your life because then your life wings you. Be very intentional with your legacy with the small stuff. Wonderful. Uh, Dr. Hanan Bushkin, thank you so much. Thanks. I think we understand and we, you've and the other guests have helped us reimagine the concept of a legacy. Um, this conversation was brought to you by Investec. In extraordinary times, you need an out-of-the-ordinary partner that takes the time to understand you and your family. We help you grow your legacy for generations to come through our personalized, integrated banking and investment capabilities, locally and internationally. For more information, visit www.investec.com. The views expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendations. Investec Private Banking, a division of Investec Bank Limited, a registered credit provider committed to the code of banking practice as regulated by the Ombudsman for Banking Services.